Thanks for joining us for this special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Pastor J.D. ends his message today with a childlike, simple explanation of salvation, not because he believes anyone lacks intelligence, but because the gospel of Jesus Christ really is as easy as A, B, C. A is for admit that you're a sinner. B is for believe that Jesus Christ is Lord. And C is for call upon his name. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on July 4th, 2021. As you might imagine, with the finger of blame pointed at religious gatherings in particular and hands even being marked to identify who's been vaxxed or not, the coercing and forcing to get the jab is revving up as evidenced by this MedPage Today article on June 22nd titled, Target Evangelicals to Boost COVID Vaccine Confidence, says Advocate. Here's a quote. Increasing resources and national efforts to target white evangelicals. the most COVID-19 vaccine-hesitant group in the country could help end the pandemic sooner, a vaccine advocate said during a hearing of the Senate Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions. HELP, that's ironic, is the acronym, committee, lest one think that Evangelicals won't be blamed for refusing the vaccine, so-called. Let me hasten to point out this interview from NPR on Wednesday that an online member sent me, in which they also lay the blame of this new so-called Delta variant. Have you heard about this? Well, they're laying the blame of this new variant at the doorstep of evangelicals. The article is titled, A Pandemic of Unvaccinated People as Delta Variant Spreads Rapidly. Here's a quote from the host and guest in the interview. Barbara Furrer, currently this is a pandemic of unvaccinated people who are at increasing risk 
for unknowingly incubating Delta variant and other variants of concern. Amanda Hedgepeth. Patients that are less likely to get the vaccine tend to live in more rural areas, tend to live in more red areas or red states, those without a college education, and those who are evangelical. You'll forgive me. Here's the problem. Boosting confidence in the evangelical vaccine refuseniks. The problem is that people are getting very sick. Or worse yet, they're dying after getting the job. On Monday, June 21st, Colorado Herald reported that thousands of flights had to be canceled. Thousands of flights. Why? Oh, because vaccinated pilots were falling ill or dying. There's no pilots. What happened to them? Oh, they got the jab. Are they okay? No. They're sick or dead. How about that? What are we going to do about the flight? We have to cancel it. Thousands of them. This paragraph explains why. I know some of you will really understand this. Pilots have an increased risk of blood clots. COVID-19 vaccine recipients have an increased risk of blood clots. Reuters and fact checkers cannot hide the fact that an increased risk on top of an increased risk is potentially a disaster. Ah, that's, I, I just got done saying it's a disaster. But neither has any regard for human life or the truth, as evidenced by the propaganda they're currently creating by the minute. That's well said. Not only is it killing people with blood clots, it's also killing people with spike proteins throughout their body, in every cell of their body, by the way. The European Union Times reported that the first autopsy of a COVID-vaccinated patient found that every organ of the body was infested with the spike proteins. The first ever post-mortem study of a patient vaccinated against COVID-19 has revealed that viral RNA was found in every organ of the patient's body, meaning that the vaccine is either ineffective or the coronavirus actually spreads faster in vaccinated individuals. In summary, the results of our autopsy case study in a patient with mRNA vaccine confirmed the view that although the vaccine triggered an immune response within the body, 
it didn't appear to stop the spread of the virus, and therefore the spread of harmful viral spike proteins throughout the body. This is just more bombshell scientific evidence that the vaccine likely does more harm than good and may actually even accelerate the spread of the coronavirus. I know we've talked about this in prior updates, and you'll forgive me for referencing this, but when our daughter Noel died, she had a third copy of the 18 chromosome in every cell of her body, and her internal organs shut down and she died. This is very similar, because this replicates itself into every cell in a person's body, and it kills them. Now, some (laughs) have asked, and I think it's a good question, and it deserves a good answer, well, how come it's happening to some, but not others? A couple of thoughts. First, it is believed, and I've actually had someone tell me who's in the medical field that not everyone is getting the actual so-called vaccine. They're getting a placebo, number one. Number two, very interesting, because they've targeted the human genome, we all have our own unique DNA, and as such we respond differently depending on our own genome. So for some, it's very fast, and for others, it will take some time, depending on the genome. Aren't you glad you came today to... (laughs) You know, maybe I just need to say this. I don't have permission, if I could just be so blunt. I don't have permission from the Lord to stand up here behind this pulpit, as is my privilege to do every week, and tell you that it's going to be okay. We'll get through this. We will be victorious against this invisible enemy. I can't even yeah, let me take it just a little bit further, if you don't mind, just real quick, and say that I don't really even have permission to stand up here and say, hey, we're all in this together. Because see, that's the narrative, but it's not the truth. If you don't mind, I just want to get back to this very interesting detail in Second Chronicles, where Micaiah is responding to Ahab and telling him the truth. And he says, you know, I, I saw the Lord, and there was almost like this emergency meeting in heaven about how are we going to get Ahab to go into battle so that the prophecy about his death would be fulfilled. And it's implied, and I believe this to be the case, that a demonic spirit was given permission 
to put a lying spirit in the mouths of all 400 of those prophets. You know, it could very well be that they actually believed it. They actually believed that Ahab would be victorious and that it would not be disastrous. Why do I mention that? Because I I truly believe the enemy has been allowed to put a lying spirit in the mouths of those who speak that which is not the truth. I have to speak the truth. I know you don't want to hear it. You got to know I don't want to preach it. Oh, believe you me, I would love nothing more than to stand up here and, oh, happy day. Everybody now, oh, happy day. But I can't. We'll end as we began, sort of in the spirit of an Elijah and Micaiah, by saying that according to the word of the Lord, God has declared disaster is coming upon the world. But God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe in Him would not perish in hell for all eternity, but have everlasting life. That's the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help me God. And it's the good news. But the good news isn't really good news unless you know what the bad news is first. So I have just spent the last however long telling you the bad news. Disaster is coming. It was prophesied in God's Word. He has told us that this is how it ends. This ends in disaster. This is the end. That's the bad news. You ready for the good news? I am. Because, and again, I know this is in proper English, the badder the bad news is, the gooder the good news will be. And this is the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 4. Paul, writing to the church in Corinth, says, this is the gospel that I preach to you that Jesus Christ came to earth and died for you. He was crucified in your place, and He was buried, and He rose again on the third day, defeating death, paying in full for your sin, so that you could have everlasting life. That's really good news. And that's what the word gospel means. It means good news. You're, you're free and clear. Your penalty, your debt has been paid, paid in full. You're free to go. Good news. I am? Yeah. But I was sentenced to death. I know. But 
Jesus said, I'll go to their death in their stead. My blood shed. The Bible says there's no remission of sin without the shedding of blood. So he paid in full with his shed blood on that cross so that we could have everlasting life. This is why we end these updates this way. And it's also why we end with a childlike, simple explanation of salvation by way of the ABCs of salvation. The A is for admit or acknowledge that you've sinned and that you need the Savior. This might seem like a firm grasp of the obvious, but this is where it starts. I mean, if you think about it, I'm not really interested in a Savior if I don't acknowledge that I'm a sinner and need a Savior. Romans 3.10 says, there is no one righteous, not even one. We were all born sinners, which is why we must be born again. For all have sinned, Romans 3.23, and fall short, miss the mark of the glory of God. That's what the word sin means, by the way. Missing the mark, it's an archery term. So if an archer shoots an arrow and misses the bullseye, they would say, you sinned, you missed the mark. We've all fallen short of God's perfect standard of righteousness. Well, you might say, I've never really murdered anybody, doesn't matter. You're, you're still guilty as charged. And the penalty is the death penalty. And again, that's the bad news. Because see, you may not have murdered anybody physically, but if you slandered somebody or with, were angry with somebody, you murdered them in your heart. Now what's the penalty? That's Romans 6.23. The wages of sin is death. But, oh, 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 the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. I love this because, and we, I hope you don't tire of me saying this, but a gift is just that, right? A gift. I know that's deeply profound. But if somebody gives you a gift, that means you didn't pay for it. If you do pay for it, it's not a gift, it's a purchase. No, somebody had to purchase that gift to give to you as a gift for you to receive. The gift is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Oh really? Who purchased it? Jesus. How much did it cost? Everything. It cost Him His life. And He paid. We are not our own, but purchased with a price. That's the A. Here's the B. It's for simply believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, and that God raised Him from the dead. This is Romans 10, 9 and 10. It says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. And the C, lastly, is for call upon the name of the Lord, or as Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and 
believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Not might, not could, not should, will. The jury is not out. The verdict is in. For it is with your heart, verse 10, that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And Romans 10, 13 lastly seals the deal. It says, all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Period. For several months now we've been sharing emails that we receive from online members all over the world. And if you don't mind, I'd like to share three such emails from online members and how they're creatively coming up with the ABCs. And this one comes from Portland, Oregon. He writes, Hi, Pastor J.D. I wanted to share this picture. We took one of your business cards from the ABC's forum, this is the jdfarag.org site, and made it into our very own yard sign. This one is from an online member in Falling Waters, West Virginia. Every day I do a cardio workout at Williamsport, Maryland Park. As my roommate and I were returning from the park to Falling Waters, West Virginia, Lewis pointed out the billboard. Hey, isn't that the ABCs of salvation that JD talks about on his sermons? I got so excited to see the billboard. God is working in a powerful way. I do want to just take one moment and, and thank you. I do want to sincerely thank you on a number of fronts, not the least of which is that, well, for one thing, you're here. But you're here because you're willing to hear the truth. And not only hear it, but heed it. I love you, and I love your love for God's Word the Word of God, and the God of the Word. I do pray that even though this was tough stuff today, and I know it was, I know for you on the receiving end it had to be hard, because I know for me on the <laughs> giving end it's really hard. But it's the truth. And isn't it true that the truth will set you free? And whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you. Thank you for the simplicity of the gospel. Thank you for Bible prophecy. Thank you for telling us in your word before it happens what will happen so that when it begins to happen, non-believers will believe and believers will look up and lift up their heads, knowing that our redemption draws nigh. Lord, I truly believe the rapture is imminent, imminent. And so, Lord, even so, Lord, come quickly, Maranatha, in Jesus' name. Jesus is returning. This fact is one we can get excited about, despite any circumstances we find ourselves in. 
Jesus will return one day to rid this earth of every evil thing that's destroying it. He'll once and for all take down the enemy and establish his kingdom in our midst. How soon will this amazing event occur? The Bible tells us that no one knows the exact date, but it does give us clues about events that will take place as it nears. This is why Pastor J.D. has created these Mideast Bible Prophecy Updates. The Mideast Bible Prophecy Update is a focused look at current events through the lens of prophecy. The Bible has given us clear indicators of what's to come, and we can see many of these events happening all around the world today. Join us each week for an in-depth look at what the Bible has to say about current events on these Mideast Bible Prophecy Updates. The latest updates are available on the In Spirit and Truth YouTube channel, and you'll find a link to our page by visiting InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. You can also access these teachings through our mobile app for Apple and Android devices. Just search for In Spirit and Truth in your app store or follow the links provided at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. With this app, you can take the Mideast Bible prophecy updates with you wherever you go, as well as give you access to many other teachings Pastor J.D. has shared from the pages of Scripture. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope you'll join us again right here on In Spirit and Truth.